Here at Field Sunday, uh, ordinary time, and also this day, they said that we are celebrating our founding day. God raises up CEC. Might be a small beginning, but we cannot underestimate the purpose. We cannot underestimate will as God given the work of Christ. So we come today and we remember how God has called us, how God has raised us up, how that we are being reminded again of our motto as the CEC, that we are going to make visible the void. This is us. This is the purpose why God has raised us up, that we might be able to make visible the void, to reveal, to manifest, show forth, to make it known that which is, it is unseen. So today we are grateful for the calling of God. We are grateful as we have uh, celebrated yesterday the feast of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. Uh, we've been reminded how that God always starts with a little beginning when God's purpose for the church to be built up. This started in the plan of bringing salvation to God through Jesus Christ. And also, John the Baptist being the forerunner, the messenger of Christ to prepare the heart of the people. We celebrated yesterday the birth of St. John the Baptist. Why God would start with a baby? Why God would start little? So that he could be able to manifest his plan, his faithfulness, his greatness, even in small beginning. So we cannot underestimate the little beginning of our church. But we can make manifest the power, glory, and the honor of our God. We have for this day our theme. Family of God under the tutelage of its master. Tutelage means the protection or the guidance. As a family of God, we could say that we are under the protection. We are under the guidance, the leading of our master. In our gospel reading today, this is just the continuation of our reading last Sunday, how that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ prayed for more workers for the harvest, and how that he chose 12 apostles out of many who had followed the Lord Jesus Christ, he chose 12 disciples. So I have shared this in the afternoon service, but there's something uh, significant with the number 12. In the Old Testament, God establishes his covenant with the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel, and to them being the nations of Israel formed 
full of the covenant. So the Lord Jesus Christ also raised the twelve apostles to become the new Israel, spiritual Israel, where the covenant of God through the church might be made manifested and established. So there is something significant in the number 12. The Lord Jesus Christ has prayed for the Lord of the harvest. But why should the Lord Jesus Christ choose 12 when he says the harvest food is great? Because there is something that God is doing even in our time today, how that he wants to establish his covenant for the twelve apostles, for the twelve tribes of Israel. And so today our reading continues how that he says in verse 24 of our uh, gospel reading, he says, A disciple is not about his teacher, nor a servant about his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and his servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? In verse 26 it says, Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. So the Lord Jesus Christ says to his disciples, is giving them this warning that a disciple is not about his teacher, the servant is not about his master. What the Lord Jesus Christ trying to communicate to his disciples is that My persecution, my suffering, the things that I'm going through as I fulfill the calling, the plans, and the purposes of God in my life, you're going to go through also. You're going to suffer persecution. You're going to suffer these things because of me. Many times the Lord Jesus Christ says, that the world hates me because the world and the kingdom of God the ways of the world and the ways of the kingdom of God they're always contradictory they do not work together so us also is fear is the opposite of faith so what we're going to look at today in our gospel reading, three times the Lord Jesus Christ says, do not fear. So we're going to look at fear, the three kinds of fear in our gospel reading today. First one is the fear of persecution. As they called the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 12, 24, we can see here, this is Jesus. This is chapter 10. 
But you can see in uh, Matthew 12, 24, how that when Jesus was casting out demons, the leaders says that he has Beelzebub, or the prince of the demons. He says that he cast out demons by means of demons. So this is how they call the Lord Jesus Christ. It not yet been done by the Lord Jesus Christ. It has not been yet said by the by these leaders, but he already says to the apostles, this is what they're going to call. He says, if they call the master of the house, Jesus, the master, Beelzebub, or being empowered by the prince of the demons, so you also, being of his household, you being his follower, you being in his fear, he will also call you being empowered by the demons. So this is what uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says to them. Yes, this is persecution that you're going to face. These are the things that you are going to experience even as you continue in me. Even as you walk together with me, even as you fulfill my calling, my purposes, my plans in your lives. If me being your master, they accuse me of having a demon, casting out a demon, you're going to face this also. So he says in verse 26, Therefore, do not fear them. He encourages. He encourages his apostles. Therefore, do not fear them. For nothing, he says, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and he then that will not be known. What is the Lord Jesus Christ trying to say here? He says that in the day of judgment, the truth will come out. He says, nothing covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. They will persecute you, try to stop you, and even try to stop you, but also try to lose you from the plans and the purposes of God, even the calling of God. So he says, do not fear because in the last days, those who finishes the race, those who walk in the truth will be revealed. In the judgment day, we would say, those who have finished will bring glory, honor, praise to our God. So 
who will be the finish line, who will reach the end, will determine who is in the truth. Or who is in the line. So, persecution may try to stop us. Persecution will try to pull us back and even sidetrack us from the plans and the purposes of God. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. These are the things that you're going to face. But he says, do not fear them. Do not fear them. Do not fear persecution. But as we continue, God would like for us to keep doing God's business. He says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach in the housetop. Continue. Do not fear them. They may say bad against you. They may call you names. But who are they? They are not your master. They are not your God. They are not your Lord. They are not your King. So that's why Jesus says, Whatever I tell you, whatever I taught you, speak boldly. Speak openly. Because we knew the disciples the Lord Jesus Christ, the 12 apostles. They would spend time together, talk things over, asking questions from their Lord, their Master, their Teacher. Then they would go to the open again and reveal the Kingdom of God. Make manifest. Because this is what our Gospel last Sunday says to the Kingdom. Cast out demons, heal the sick, freely you give, freely you receive. So he gave this warning that I should go, I should cast out demons, I should do these things, you will suffer these things also. But do not fear them. Be mindful of the purposes, be mindful of the calling, be mindful of the plans that I have for you. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ tries to say to his disciples. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. Whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetop. He's saying, do not be afraid to speak the truth, to speak boldly for the truth, and even to stand for the truth. In this perverse and crooked generation, we are also to be the voice that would speak boldly the truth.
our prayer yesterday as we celebrate Feast of Saint John is that we might truly boldly rebuke vice, not vice in that, vice. Speak truth. Because this is Saint John, he's not afraid to speak the truth. He rebuked Herod, having an affair with his brother's wife. And as he rebuked Herod, the anger of Herod aroused. He put him into prison. Eventually, he was being murdered. That is the uh, price that he has to pay in order for him to fulfill the plans of God and the calling of God in his life. He's not afraid. He speaks boldly. He speaks the truth. Open. Now the second fear that we are also to see here is in verse 28. Verse 28, therefore do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. He says, do not fear death. I mentioned earlier about St. John. And we have the history of many of his apostles that they died in martyrdom. Only Saint John the Beloved died in old age. But many of his apostles died in martyrdom. This warning that the Lord Jesus Christ says to them, do not be afraid of those who will kill the body but could not kill the soul. Yes, they might kill the body but the Spirit continues in eternity where God is. The body is only our temporary dwelling while we are on earth. This is our temporary home while we live here on earth, fulfilling the plans and the purposes of God. This is not our eternal home. Our eternal home is with the Father. So he says, do not fear those. They might kill the body, but they could not kill the soul. But he says, but fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So here the Lord Jesus Christ says that there is hell. This is not what God prepared for us. Hell, we know, God prepared this for Satan and his demons. 
God did not make hell for us. But there are those who's going to go there because not because God want them there but they fight for the right to be there in that place hell is not for us this is not what God planned for us as his people as his creation what God planned for us is to be with Him throughout eternity. So hell is the place should be where Satan and his demon is. But there are those who are fighting for the right to be there. So hell is true. It's not just a myth. It's not Quintong Barbero. Hell exists. And so he says, do not allow the plans of God and the purposes of God to be in exchange for this temporary life. Yes, you might live here temporarily. For how long? 70, 80, 90? If you reach 100? Living here on earth, but in exchange to that, what? Being in a place tormented forever. So there is forever. Being tormented in hell forever. So what the Lord Jesus Christ tried to say to us is that the last not change the call of God the will of God, the plans of God the life of God for this temporary life here on earth because I said temporary it will end but the plans that God has purposed for us for all eternity so he says, rather fear him. This is the good kind of fear. We know fear. The Bible says, fear is the beginning of wisdom. It is always wise for us to walk in the plans and the purposes of God. To walk in the call of God. It is always wise for us to be on God's side. It is always wise for us to be on the side of God. And the opposite of this, I would say, is unwise to walk separately for God. Because this is what says in our theme. God's protection. God's protection over us is that when we remain with Him, the covering that God provided for us is there 
So he says, do not go out of my covering. Do not go out of this protection that I have set for you. The boundaries that God set for us is his covering. But we know the Bible says that there is always sheep that would go astray. So the Lord again seek look for those lost sheep. But God is reminding us. He says, my protection is over you. So he says, fear him. Walk with him. When we say fear him, we always walk in reverence, in worship, in obedience to God. Because doing so, we are walking in the covering, we are walking in the protection, we are walking on the shelter that God has provided for us. This is what God can for us. So he says, do not fear him who can kill the body. But could not kill the soul. They might kill your body. Your suffering ends. But your spirit continues with God. Rejoicing. Being joyful. Why? As a crown of glory. You will now receive the fruit of your labor. The fruit of your work kingdom you will now receive. Yes, you might enjoy your life here temporarily, but in the end, lose your soul in hell forever for many. So he gave this warning. Do not fear. Those who would kill your body, who would kill you, Life with God is much more valuable than the life that we have today. This will end as limited, not with God. Then the third fear that he says here Do not fear, therefore. Or let us start reading first, in verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Therefore, do not fear, you are of more value than many sparrows. Do not fear. Being the needle, or say being that less important. Some people might look down on you. You are uneducated. This is what the accusation of the leaders in the book of Acts. As they see the apostles fulfilling 
the work of God, being empowered by the Holy Spirit, the leaders in the synagogue say, Who are these? Doing miracles, signs and wonders. Are they not these who follow Jesus? These fishermen? This tax collector, this untrained, uneducated man, where did they get this power, this authority to raise the dead, to heal the sick, cast out demons? People might look down on you. God cares about you. He says, Look to sparrow soul for a copper coin. Not one of them falls from the ground to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear therefore, for you are of more value than many spouses. God cares for you. God sees you as his important asset in his kingdom. Fathers may look down on you but not God. If he cares about these sparrows, you say sparrows, this is little bird. Especially you can find this in Europe. This little bird, if God cares for them, he says, how much more how much more valuable you are than many stars. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus Christ also? In the early verses, the chapter of this gospel in St. Matthew. If we are not to worry about many things, if God clothes grass, field, take care of the bird, feeds them. They don't work, but God feeds them. If God values bird and grass, he says, how much more you? God sees you as an important asset in his kingdom. You have a great part work of the kingdom. So do not allow them to belittle you. To see you less important. See yourself as God who sees you. Seeing things in God's viewpoint. Seeing ourselves as children of God. Heirs and joint heirs with God. We work together with God, fulfilling His plan and His purposes. And so He continues. This is the three fears that we, that we are facing. Even the disciples are facing. But God gives us the remedy to this. He says that we are not to fear. Why we are not to fear? 
One truth we know when we celebrate Christmas. What's the name that God has given to us? That He says that He's going to be with us always. He gave us the name Emmanuel, which says God with us. Is He a God? Which we say a distant God. Or He is the God who always walks together with us on our side, not apart from us, on our side, not a distant God, but a God who is very near, God who is so close, for my close friend Tayo, we have a very close friend, God, with us. So in verse 32, verse 33, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will confess also before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. The Judgment Day those who confess the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and not only confess Jesus as Lord his life but his confession was being manifested through a life of obedience continuing to the end the last day is coming again I'm not trying to Believable confession. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Confession is being that always a life of obedience. Jesus Christ, yes, he says, What I hear the Father, that I speak. What I do, that is what only I say with the Father. He does what he sees, he speaks what he hears, and he fulfills the very plan of God. In the Epistle of Paul, it says there, Ephesians, that he became obedient, even to the point of death. His confession of his submission to the Father was also being backed up. His life of obedience, even to that point of the end of his life, dying the cross. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, leaving us that example, that truth that he says, You confess me before men, I will also confess you before my Father who is in heaven. Now we turn it around. He says, whoever denies me, him also will deny before my father. 
So God would like for us to continually walk with that which He has given us. The plans, the purposes, calling that He has for us. This is the 12 apostles being sent out. And as they go to the mission, Jesus gave them this warning. But He says, these are the things that you're going to suffer. But He says, do not fear, therefore. These temporary things will pass away, but do not exchange them for eternal things, for eternal salvation. Do not allow fear, rather, fear God, reverence God, worship God. Death is being manifested by life. Life of submission, life obeying the will and purposes of God. God has called us to become part of the work that He's doing here today. See, see, we say, we make visible the void. We make manifest, we reveal, we show forth, we bring into being the void. We are working together with God. Plan. We are walking under the protection of our master. But as we walk in that protection, let us continue walking. Walking in obedience. That is where the protection of God also is being manifested. Outside from Him, there is no more protection. Outside of his plan, there is no more protection. Outside of his will, there is no more protection. <clears throat> As we walk together to him, his plan, will, and purpose, we are walking and the thought of our master. We stand and once again declare peace.